Welcome everybody to The Outside Edge, a podcast of extreme people for extreme people. We're going to get into some dark, deep stories about some craziness all over the planet. I am your host, Dave Briscoe. Joined by my ever-loving producer, Mikey Lee. Hello, everyone. Hey, I got to apologize to everybody for uh, not getting these podcasts out on time. There's been a lot well, going you, on. Yeah, you've got you're up in New York now. Geez, so some crazy shit has happened. Um, I got called by a recruiter. You know, as I've been telling everybody, uh, I've been really kind of out of work with this whole pandemic thing since about January. And yeah. trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. I was taking my test to be a, a, a home inspector. And out of the blue... Uh, on the last episode, you heard we had Mike Weddington on. Well, Mike Weddington had called me out of the blue, and he had a recruiter that uh, was looking for a wakeboard coach to go live with a family, very high-dollar family. There are 57 billion, with a B, dollar family uh, in Idaho, and he called me because he was looking for a guy to come coach that was between the ages of 20 and 30 that specialized in kids and, you know, getting people to advance, so... You know, I hung up the phone and I'm trying to think of who I'm going to fill into this spot. And I'm like, you know what? This gig is for me. I mean, this absolutely should be yeah. something I'm doing. Sure. So we started filling out the credentials and, you know, getting him all the information that he needed. And, and the recruiter was blown away. He was like, my God, this is you've got a, a an amazing resume, stronger than anything I've ever seen. So we, we promoted it to the family. And with the whole covid thing, long story short, it didn't come to fruition um they're holding back uh for a little bit yeah yeah but it, all that yeah, yeah i know all that setup but but the the cool part was another buddy of mine calls me out of the blue and he's got a gig going on in the hamptons in new york and he goes hey uh i could really use you for the summer it's it pays a lot of money and uh so i dove on it so i flew up last weekend uh, I had to take a class for my captain's license. I'm going to get my six-pack license. And tomorrow morning, I'm flying out again. So I apologize for not being on the podcast. Uh, and we're going to try to get him more regularly. But I'm going to be in New York until September. So, uh, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Dave's got a gig. Right, Dave's got a gig. Yeah. So, <laughs> But in the meantime, so Mike and I have been talking on the phone. And uh, the crazy thing is our best podcast was the Memorial Day uh, in recent in recent podcasts, and it uh, hit Captain. Was it Captain John Breen? Captain John, is that yeah. right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain yeah, Ranger, yeah. Captain yeah. Ranger. So he's back, ladies and he's gentlemen. He's back, ladies he's and back. gentlemen. Yeah, Captain John Breen, Army Ranger, is back on the podcast and joined with my great friend from high school and legend model phenomenon, Arnie Bennett. Woo-hoo! Yeah, thanks for that, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, boys. He sh- Did you see what I'm getting? I'm getting a lot of raft of shit about the modeling thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he showed me some pictures. It was an honor to participate the last time. And yes, Arnold's nickname in the neighborhood now among the fathers is the model. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a bad one to yeah. have old blue eyes. Yeah. He, yeah. he show, Dave showed me some pictures, and I got to tell you, it's in the spank bank. It is. I got to tell you something. So I got to tell you something about Arnie. Arnie cracks me up. So when he was in, hey, save this for the bonus. Yeah, right. <laughs> when when he was in high school, he he's got these big blue eyes, right? And yeah. he, he uses the shit out of his blue eyes. Well, Jeannie, my wife, comes up and she's got ridiculous, yeah. big blue eyes. And Arnie's eyeballing her like, uh huh. A little competition here, I see. A little eyeball competition. <laughs> a little eyeball competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm glad you think it was her eyes I was looking at. Oh, <laughs> hey, easy. <laughs> he did get in her pants, too. We got oh, photos of that. Wow. That's a true statement. Oh, man. Holy moly. (laughs) That was him trying to wiggle into him. (laughs) Jeannie left her clothes up there when we came back home. Arnie goes, I think you left some clothes back here. And Jeannie goes, well, I think you need to model them to make sure they're mine. (laughs) So sure enough, I'll put put it up on the the, the photo on the the, uh, Facebook page. It's uh, it's classic. So, so yeah. So let's get into um, I, I, the following that we had. So Mike had purchased a. Um, what did you do for that episode? You. Oh, well, I put it out as an advertisement on Facebook. I wanted I wanted people to know. I mean, it was such an incredible story about uh, the night there uh, at Black Hawk Down, the entire Black Hawk Down incident. And it was such an incredible story that I wanted people to know about it. So I purchased an ad and I put it out to every person. I I, I targeted anybody who was in the military in the United States of America. And, you know, I only it was only 25 bucks. It wasn't like a huge ad. I didn't like run it up and down, you know, ABC, NBC and all that crap. It was just a Facebook ad letting people know, hey, uh, if you're in the military or if you care about Memorial Day, here's a podcast that you might want to hear. This is the true story from somebody who was there. And it is amazing retelling of exactly what happened that night. Uh, and so uh, it, and it picked up. It picked up a lot of speed. Yeah. Uh, people caught on to it. And apparently it's now been listened to uh, as far away as Thailand, Somalia. I mean, the people in Somalia have heard it. Uh, and apparently, uh, John, the uh, I guess a lot of your friends and people that were there also heard it, correct? Oh, yes. So it, um, I sent it around to like three or four good buddies, a couple of them that were with me. And all of a sudden, they, one of the guys put it right up on the 10th Mountain. There's this uh, website uh, original brothers of the 10th mountain division. Cause we're the guys that were actually the first, almost the first ones at Fort drum with the 10th mountain. And it, it went, it went nuts up there and, uh, got a ton of positive feedback with guys coming back and saying, you know, thanks for telling the story because it was a piece of the story that, you know, the 10th mountain side that a lot of people hadn't had access to. So it went through that, but then it also went through my boss, my old boss, there was a Vietnam vet and he passed it around to a b- bunch of his non vet friends and they enjoyed it. And we're, you know, it took them, took them back. And it, and, uh, it was nice for them too, because we, we were able to thank the Vietnam vets during it about, you know, right. the influence they had on us there. So then I, you know, I get a call from my buddy in Thailand, uh, who was our Intel officer and he finds it over there, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's making the trip. And I think, um, what was nice about it is that we, we, you guys did a very nice job of framing it up so that these guys could listen to it, enjoy it. And it and it didn't have the Hollywood side to it. Didn't have you know right? Yeah, yeah. So I I think it's one. It's like it's it's a it's a tale that I would like. You know, I'm definitely going to hold on to for my kids when when they're old enough to hear it. Sure. And uh, it's 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 an honor to actually have the opportunity to to tell that story. But and it's still making the rounds. I got guys that I work with in California and France have been have been texting me and calling me and saying, oh, you know, hey, we just heard your you know your cast. I know that shit about you. Yeah, wow. it's almost like a behind the scenes, you know, and I've, yeah. I, I've had a lot of people that call me that have just recently watched Black Hawk Down and then mm-hmm. listened to the episode and oh. uh, they say, wow, it, it's amazing. And it's I know that you you still haven't watched it, huh, John? Nope. You nope. know, that's it's crazy how close it really yeah. is to the movie. And I got uh, a signed copy of the book from Bowden 
and I and I haven't even read the book. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I don't, maybe it's something I should do. And some guys, you know, tell me that I sh- I should go ahead and do it. And I, I'm pretty sure that I will at some point. Well, I say but, let's. Yeah. I, I'm going to be up there. Probably what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be in New York, uh, and um, I'll be working out in the Hamptons, which is the very end of Long Island. And oh, I'll be yeah. there till. And I'm I'm driving my truck up on uh, Sunday tomorrow morning. Um, when I'm done, I think I'm done around September 8th. So what I'd like to do is maybe come hang with you guys for a week or two after I'm done in the Hamptons. And maybe we can have a lobster bake and have a couple cocktails and whatever when, else. When we, will that be? Uh, the end of, uh, beginning of September, mid, mid-September. Oh, that would be perfect because so I could come, actually make it up You could come there, up yeah. as well and then maybe that we sounds, could. That sounds great. Yeah. Hanging out at the BFC. Yeah. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. And yeah. I can bring a. Uh, compound. Yeah, I can bring some equipment and uh, and we'll uh, not 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 get back into the dark side of it, but we'll yeah. just shoot the shit with the four of us sitting around uh, having a beer and hanging yeah. out. That'd yeah. be great. You know, we could shit. We have enough people up there too, Arnie. I bet we could even organize a live podcast that we actually like that place you took me that was outside that had that outside band down in Rochester. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, we could even me. yeah we could line up and do a live podcast and uh, you know advertise it. We got three months to prepare. And, uh, yeah, that could be a fun thing to do while we're up there. So, yeah, we'll see, uh, yeah, see how many women you could piss off this time. I'm pretty good at <laughs> pissing off women. I'm, I, you know, it's not, I'm, as, I'm as good at pissing them off as I am at getting their tops off. So uh, it's kind of a phenomenon. <laughs> when you're up here, you don't want, no, you don't want all of them. Right, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're not all up where they used to be. They're, a lot of them are down by their belly button now. Uh <laughs> Um, so, so John, I do want to, I do want to ask you, um, you know, what was your take, you know, after you, after you got to talk to some people, how did it feel for you to one, get that story off your chest? Cause I know it's something that you've kind of held on to, but, yeah. but also what was it like whenever you were hearing the feedback from people? What was that like for you? It was really, it was really, it was cathartic and it was, you know, just to be, to, to get that out and talk about it. But then it was also just really re- like, um, uh, it's hard to say, like, not refreshing, but just it was tremendously positive and reassuring to get feedback from guys after telling a story that I was really not super comfortable telling and something, that, but that I needed to tell. And people come back to you and they're like, thank you, you know, for, for saying it and, and talking about it. And uh, and you did a nice job. You, you guys did a nice job on it. And you did a nice, respectful job on it. Yeah. And so it, it made me feel like maybe you know in a in a small way I added to the to the legacy of what went on there, in a good way you know and Absolutely. and uh, and that we we were able to provide something out there that these guys also can give to their kids to listen to someday, and say hey he you no know, here's what I was a part of this is a guy I was with and what he's saying he went through I went right through with him you know, so I I think it's important it's almost like a selfish thing that I think I had going on before where I was holding on to it and I you know letting go of it is actually don't want to sound you know overdo it or anything but it's almost like okay here's my gift to you guys that were with me you know i haven't really been able to give you anything you know uh real in the past or anything like that but here's something that we all did together and uh you know keep it use it you know and you know give it to your your next generation so they know what you did and you know and also you know for the younger guys that are coming up some of these guys already have kids in the military you know, here's what here's what you need to be prepared for. Yeah. Yeah. You um, touch so many people with that story, so many hearts and so many 
I'm getting chills thinking about it, but that's something that's going to be there forever. You know, it's, it's up. It, it doesn't get wiped away. People can go no. back and reflect on it. And you know, it's uh, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's an awesome thing. And, uh, uh, and honestly, yeah. you keep mentioning the word honor. We were honored to be a part oh, of that. Hugely. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, you guys made it happen. I mean, it's a, you know, Arnie knows I'm, I'm like the, the biggest diversionist there is like it, it, anything comes up to talk about shit like that. You know, I go uh, grab a beer, fucking grab a guitar, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do the Irish exit. Do the Irish exit, yes. Right. <laughs> I lock my fucking dog. You know? Where'd he go? You know, but so kind of having my, you guys didn't hold my feet to the fire, but you, you provided a forum that let us get it out, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and that's cool. And that's something that, you know, I never, you never want to overuse that tool, you know, for a person in my position, you know, who, who you know, wants to put out an honest, uh, you, you know, retelling of what they went through, but boy, what a cool thing. And, yeah. uh, and people are appreciating it. And, you know, I've talked to a few active duty guys recently too. One of the guys, uh, command Sergeant major, I can't, can't use his name right now. Cause he just changed duty stations, nothing secret or anything like that, yeah. but he just, he just, he's trying to get settled in and all that sort of stuff. Sure. But he's been in 30 something years and he knows me pretty well. And another friend of mine is a full Colonel. And they were like, this is something that we can use to teach with. Oh wow! Oh, no that's, kidding. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and and they actually came back with me to feedback about you know how I told the story and stuff like that. Nothing critical or anything, but they're like you know, they gave me some other points to think on. You know, what did you think of this? What did you think? You know, wh- what prepared you for this? How can I tell a young kid who's getting ready to do this stuff, who's coming in? You know, what do you do? Where? where yeah. How do you get yourself ready? You know. Right. Right. And uh, well, let's yeah, I, talk about that. So Nick is back. Right. So, Arnie, your son, Nick, is back from Afghanistan and he's a Marine and in full duty now. And he just got pulled back. So I, I know he was in North Carolina. Did he make it back to New Hampshire yet? No, he's not due back until uh, around Fourth of July. He'll be here for a couple of weeks. And yeah. then uh, he's got a duty station change himself. So. OK. Did he yeah. has he heard the podcast yet? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he, oh yeah, he heard it and uh, shared it with some of his guys. Uh, so, um, what kind of feedback did you get from? Now, there's a, a twenty-two. Who is he? Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-one, twenty-one, twenty-one-year-old kid. You know, active Marine right now, full bore of what you know. Everybody heard where John's brain was when he was there in 1990s. You know, uh, was it 93? 93, yeah. 93, yeah. 93, yeah. So 93, and now we got a new kid, you know, that's 21 years old with that same mentality now. How did it, uh, w- w- what is your feed from him and, uh, on what's going through his brain? Well, first of all, he said I'm no fucking model, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, because he is now. <laughs> uh, but, well, it's, it's a little skewed because one of his, one of the guys that's, supported Nick and driven him to be successful in the military is John. And uh, um, he and John spent a lot of time together before um, he went in. And, and he's actually very privy to some some stories that you guys have never heard before. Yep. Um, and uh, so so for, for him, it's it's not something new. Right. Um, yeah. But. I mean, for from Nick's perspective, from some of his boys that have listened to it, um, they're all. It's it's funny when those guys are in. 
they think they're the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So anything I like mean, that, they're like, yeah, whatever. I mean, right? you, but you gotta you gotta have that mentality, right? I mean, uh, you gotta have that mentality because if you go in thinking that you're inferior or that you're weak. Or if you're not built up to that point where you are a killing machine, I mean that's yes. that's how people lose lives. Yeah, that's it, true. It's that's funny. True. So Dave knows the situation how our, our houses are um, set up. Whenever John and Nick are in the driveways of their of our houses, the the screech across the road is apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and that so, and that we we talked last podcast a little bit about being an athlete and training to the training that you have to do to be able to go through any situation, any wind condition, any water condition, uh, any physicality. And that goes for any sport. Yeah, any sport. There there is a higher level of training, which is exactly what they're going through in the military. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's very. I mean, obviously, the military you're you're dealing with life and death. Life and death. And I mean, you can be you you can be dealing with life and death in a lot of extreme sports, but the tie-in is what I really want to talk about is how similar the tie-in is to becoming a ranger and going through that training as be as being an athlete. If you guys want to jump on that for a minute. Sure. I think so the ranger course is 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 a debilitating course just to put that up front. It's 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 meant to break you down to where you don't have the physical assets you had when you came into the course and you still have to perform at a very high level or you're or you're out. You don't die. You it's the it's probably like it's the last safe place to have that type of stress put on you. And um, it, in, in that course, you also come across, like a lot of the guys that are going through it, you know, um, are, elite, are elite athletes. Like I went through uh, three of the guys in my squad were from Princeton. They were football players. Okay. You know, yeah. You know, there's Division One football players, and it was Pat Tillman, you know, went through the course. You, got, you have SEALs coming right out of Buds. They're in incredible shape. You sure. know, and and they're uh, they're ready to they're ready to do their SEAL mission, but they send them to the Ranger course. You know, it's a joke in the SEALs. They send you to the Ranger course as a punishment, but they send you there because they want to see where you're at when that physicality's gone. Right. And that and that goes back to your you know your level of practice, your ability to execute unconsciously. Have you done this enough? Like if you're an athlete, have you run this route enough? Have you taken this shot enough? Have you done this? In the Rangers, it's have you, you know, ac- executed this this skill enough? Are you able to write a plan while you're exhausted? Are you a- because you've done it so many times? Yeah. So you have that you have that commonality there, and a lot of those. And actually, it was interesting because a lot of the elite athletes that came through, your your first impression would be, this guy's gonna blow it. You know, yeah. he's too got, cocky. He's got an ego. He's got an ego. They're gonna break him down. There's not going to be anything left of his body, and he's not going to be able to take it. Yeah. I had an old-timer the say this. Normally, the I, rule was normally that those guys succeeded. Sure. I had an old-timer say this to me once, and it was the best quote. I still use this quote today. But he says, uh, cockiness is the confident feeling you get just before you know better. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. That's really Love good. Love that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I, I think it's very true. You know, you you get cocky when you when – you, you've mastered that level that you're at you're like yeah yeah, i'm the bass motherfucker in the you know the aviation mall pool hall i've beaten everybody in here you know but then you go down to fat willies and you know all the old timers are there playing pool and you get your ass handed to you yeah right yeah so it's it's like when you get cocky it's probably time to step it up 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, let yeah. me ask you this. Uh, and I know um, I, it's only been six weeks. I know it's only been six weeks since the uh, since we released that podcast, but it has gotten a ton of feedback. A lot of people listening to it around the country. Has anybody reached out to you? Because we ended on a, on a really positive note, I felt, um, with you know your, your help and your dealing with the post-traumatic stress. Has anybody yeah. mentioned anything about that to you? Or have you considered maybe yes. uh, getting out there and helping more guys or anything like that? Yes, I, um, I've heard back from like four or five guys that said, thank you very much for talking about that. And um, a couple of them are still active duty guys, and they're uh, involved in programs that are working to uh, improve veterans' mental health and, and you know lower the rate of suicide. And some of them are guys in the battle with me that have just have experienced stuff, and they're like, you know, it, it, this stuff doesn't get brought up, and it's nice to hear that you can successfully – you're never going to leave leave it behind, but you can su successfully put it in a place in your life where you can move on with your life and have a good quality life. You know, it's it's not a death sentence. It's not. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. It, it hits everybody differently. For some people, it may be extremely catastrophic, and they're going to need more more time and more work. But you can definitely get by. And that's the kind of the feedback I've been getting is like one guy, you know, straight out said, "Thanks for talking about the PTSD. Jesus Christ, nobody ever fucking brings it up." Right. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. It, 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 it's such it, a right? tough it sweeps subject. It, sure, it sweeps it under the it carpet. Is. Yeah. It is. It's because it's a weakness, and it's in my it, to me when it first hit me, it was a weakness. It was like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? You know. And then you get into the the into the the treatment for it and everything, and that and now the science shows that it's with with PET scans and stuff. They show that certain parts of the brain just don't fire when you're experiencing PTSD. Oh, really? You, know, you, you get, you get kind of into a lizard brain thing, but you can be trained out of that. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and uh, there, I mean, really, you truly just like a skill, you can be trained out of that over time. And, you know, and if you got to, you know, work with a doctor and meds, you do it. Yeah. You know, I think but that's the kind of thing that people need to understand when I, I hate the term with it, um, I, mental illness, because I think it's physical. It's a chemical imbalance. You know, you work on it. You try to get over it as best you can. It was caused by an injury. And who's to say that PTSD isn't. Uh, an actual like uh, a Darwin type reaction to stress situations where in the past right. it would have been yeah I should be you know at this level of adrenaline and, yeah. and, uh, what a lot of people I think miss I think a lot yeah. of people miss the fact that you are trained to put things aside so that you can focus oh. on the job that needs to be done and you Absolutely. train and train and train for that and not just in the military the same thing right. as a pro athlete you train yeah. how to put face adversity as much as you possibly can push aside your feelings so then yeah. when it's all over how the fuck are you supposed to push aside your feelings anymore when you've trained yourself not to you know yeah. i've had there's been four close friends of mine andy mapple's one of them dead committed suicide and uh one of the top athletes in the world everybody says oh my god he had life by the balls how could he possibly kill himself look at robin williams robin williams yeah. the, one of the most the best comedians ever uh, got to a position where he wasn't going to be able to use his voice anymore and not be able to communicate anymore, kills himself. And wow, you know, you suppress, 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 and then you're supposed to, you know, it was a oh, mental illness. It's a bunch of yeah. bullshit. I'm completely with you. It's, it's about, yeah. I, I think it's something yeah. that's trained. So, so I think that you, uh, John and Dave have both hit something really uh, on the head and, you know, we might be preaching to the choir for people who already know this, but for me, I feel like, it's a realization of knowing that even like I'm an, I'm an actor, a comedian, right? 
and yep. and I go up on stage and I have to I could have had a fight with Jessica that morning. I have wow. to put all of that aside and yep. play this character on stage. Like I can't let out I can't oh. let people know that I that my father just passed away or anything like that. Right. I have to put it out there. And Dave, the same way when you're competing, you could have, you know, your dad might have passed away that morning, but it's it's game time. You've got to get out there. You're training yeah. yourself to put your feelings aside to focus on the task, which is a huge thing. And then John, yeah. you also mentioned thing uh, something that I feel like is is really huge is um, you you said you felt like it was a weakness like you were like what's wrong with me and I think that that is that's a huge thing in that you know we train we all do in our daily lives even when we just go to work we we train ourselves to forget about what is going on in our lives and focus on the task but John you especially in the military and ranger school you are focused on that and you train on that every day every single day and then all of a sudden whenever you get home uh, you 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 suddenly feel like what's wrong with You're me? Lost. Every, you don't know every, what to do. Every yeah. day yeah. I'm able to focus on this, but for yeah. some reason now I don't. Yeah. Now I don't have that task to focus on. Yeah. So now yeah. all these feelings come rushing back, and I think that might be a, a really a key point as to where it all comes from. I, I think that's very accurate. I think because because at some point when you've done your job, and you know like, and the stimulus is gone. The yeah. thing that you were reacting to, the thing that you had to react to, that you had to be on edge for and ready to do, is no longer there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, what you were appropriately reacting to before, now is you still have you're still wired that way. Right. I mean, and to be honest, and stepping on stage as a comedian, I think that's got to be terrifying. <laughs> right. But see, yeah. I think what you do is terrifying, and actually, more rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I get it with 400 other guys. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell. I can tell a bad joke and it bombs, and you know everybody's like, "Yeah, fuck you." You know, you're yeah. out there and you're like, <laughs> "Trying to lasagna." Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. 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 No, but I, but I I think that's accurate, I, and I think it, that's one of the big problems is when athletes retire and soldiers retire, or soldiers are brought out of combat and you're just brought into a garrison type for, garrison, meaning peacetime, where you're back in the states and everything like that. And you're just like, and the other thing too, is you start to get around, if you're an athlete, you're getting around other non-athletes that haven't tried, maybe, maybe don't understand what you put in to reach the level you were at. Right, right. And as a soldier, you end up around a lot of other soldiers that perhaps haven't been in combat yet, not to mention the entire civilian population, which didn't blink while you were gone. Yeah, right. So it's, all of a sudden, you're kind of, you can, you can very very quickly become an island yeah like holy shit nobody you know we used to turn nobody you know somebody gets it but it ain't going to be the person right next to you you know you've been training all your life for this event you do extremely well at this event as an athlete you put you you know uh thousands of hours of of your blood and 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 life into this practice you sacrifice time with your family your your children whatever it may be yeah yep you know and that and it's and then you're done yeah, every you know everybody thinks up from the outside looking in. They they don't get it. They're like, oh, you you know you had life by the balls. You must be loving it now. And I know the past since this pandemic hit in in January, sitting at home yeah. doing nothing for me. Oh my God, it was sucking the life out of my soul. And yeah. you know to be back in the boat right now, coaching kids. First of all, it's where I belong. You know, and right. and, and my heart feels full again. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we we had that conversation. We had the three of us had a uh, what was it? We talked for about two hours the other night. You were playing guitar back and forth and and uh-huh. and going and having a couple cocktails. But uh, <laughs> you, you know, I I could really see you, John, helping some troubled kids right now, like kids that are that are lost and don't know yeah. where to go. And, and yeah. you know, like well, I think that PTSD can be much is, is tough for military and everything, but boy, is it, it's, it's, it's worse for rape victims. And Oh yeah, you know, sure. Where, yeah. Where you could, you know, it's part of that powerlessness, that type of thing, you know, and I agree, Dave, I probably need to step my game up and get out there and, and start trying to do some interface. And yeah, a know, couple kids that do. are lost, you know, yeah. I mean, there's not to, not, not to put any, uh, uh, I, I think, man, I, I, I'm having so many feelings about this conversation, but but I, yeah. I, I feel like, um, you know, that that idea that you trained so hard to be the bat, like you said earlier, the baddest motherfucker out there. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you come home and all of these, you know, the task isn't there anymore. And now all of these feelings that you've been suppressing for so long start rushing back and the experiences yeah. that you have start rushing back. I mean, when you're in the middle of a battle, like you said, and when you mentioned in the podcast before that you thought they were throwing rocks and you look over and it was, <laughs> a, a, it was a fucking grenade. <laughs> I mean, that's that's unreal. I can't, I can't even imagine that. But you cannot go, oh, shit, that's a grenade. You got to right. go, oh, shit, that's a grenade. I'm and still I, alive. I, I'm still alive <laughs> and I need to kill that motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yes. so so you, you, you do this thing and, and, and then whenever you come home and all of these, these feelings that were suppressed or these reactions that you, you would normally have that have been trained out of you, start rushing back that's whenever people have problems and that's for you know it goes for like you said for that's rape human victims. that's being a that's human. human exactly yeah. absolutely part, part of what part of what dave said about feeling whole that i think what dave said about being back in the boat and feeling whole you know so it the for a, a ranger the objective the mission is sacred it is inviolate everything right. you do goes towards succeeding with that and then when you come out and there's no mission, you know, like perhaps for you guys, it's like there's no next event. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, you climb this ladder, you know, you, since I left New Hampshire and you know, Arnie teaching me face offs that from that climb, I, I grabbed another rung of the ladder and the rung from there was moving to Florida. And then the rung was trying to become somebody at Cypress Gardens. Then it was trying to yep. climb to the top of that. Then it moved to SeaWorld. Then it was wakeboarding. And there's always a rung that you're grabbing. You know? And then but, all of a sudden there are no more and rungs. And there's no more rungs. Yeah. And, and you're like, what the hell do I do now? And, and yeah, that, I really think Andy Mapple was an amazing guy. And I know I mentioned him and I hope I didn't piss anybody off by doing that. Amazing, amazing guy. And he won and won and won and won. And but when you're that on top of the podium and there's no more rungs to grab, they say it's lonely at the top. You have no idea until you're there. And it's uh, wow. It is. It is. It really is. Yep. You got you, your purpose is kind of, you, you know, well, that, that's when you have to reinvent, you know, and that's that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now is reinventing. And, that, and that's exactly I know just even talking about this now, I know that your soul feels strong and good, you know, getting this shit out. But if you don't reinvent yourself and find something else to focus that energy on, then you're you're spiraling out of control. You're lost. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to kind of you, you, at a point, you know, it's. It's not cliche to say you got to drop the ego, you know. Right. It's, and you got to you got to acknowledge that yeah, I was really good at something, but you know now I got to try and be really good at something else. Yeah. Or you know, and it can be related, whatever. But you just gotta you gotta move on. Life is you got to be so flexible in life. You know, we're all Mike's younger than us, I think. But 
you know, um, we've all been around for a while and, you know, won some, lost some, you know, and got scars and all. But it's the reason we're still here is that we can take a punch. Right. Yeah. You know, otherwise you just you hang it up. You know, you got to be able to you got to be able to take those hits. Yeah. I mean, it sounds simple, but it's not, especially for somebody who's been at a level where they performed high. You know, they're they're okay taking a punch, but they're not used to having to come out and, you know, get, you know, really get down and dirty sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Listen, hey, John, I just want to know, uh, I, or I want you to know, rather, uh, I think I speak for Dave whenever I say this, but uh, we love you, man. And we think everything that you've said uh, in the past couple, in this podcast and the previous, is just unbelievable uh, in, in the journey that you've had. And uh, we're glad that you're here. And believe me, you have purpose, my friend. And uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's glad We're really glad that you're part of this. You know, I, here's what I would like to do. I would like to go down the rabbit hole a little bit for the bonus episode. What do you guys say? I think we should. Yeah. I think we should. We'll, continue we'll, this conversation. We'll continue this conversation, but we're going to go because we're starting to get into some good some pretty, dark shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So All let's right. take it to the bonus episode. And listen, everybody that's out there, patreon.com forward slash the outside edge and we are going to continue we're going to we're going to get a little bit darker we're going to we're going to we're going to get into some real shit right now of of things that we've been through and things that we've survived all of us and and arnie you've thought you've been through through some shit too i'm sure modeling was devastating when it was over (laughs) i think i felt when zoo landed I've been using that my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. All the friends that died in that gas station gasoline. Uh, But we are going to get into uh, on a darker note. Uh, for those of you who uh, are trying to decide if you want to do Patreon or not, there wasn't all positive feedback on that Memorial Day podcast. Yeah, there and was some only, other stuff that came and up. And the only place that we're going to talk about that is in the bonus episode. So yeah. please, patreon.com slash crying in my car. No, no, not crying in my car. That's the other oh, one. Oh, this is God. the outside edge. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Try again, Mike. Please visit patreon.com slash the outside edge. There we go. <laughs> I've produced too many podcasts and I've had a, a bunch of beers. <laughs> the other one's good though, too. For yeah, you, please. For you people that out. are into the heat, Mike does another podcast called Crying in My Car and it's about all school teachers and it's doing very well. So feel free to, to mix it up yeah. and listen to that podcast as I well. apologize. <laughs> That's me and uh, Bud Light was talking on yeah. that one. But uh, hey, thanks. This uh, episode was brought to you by Pull Water Sports. Pull Water Sports is a full function store. Uh, they are up in Lake Lanier, Georgia, but they do sell stuff online as well. And you will get a 15% discount from med- mentioning the outside edge when you go on there. Um, please go on to our Facebook page as well. Like us, do a little review on us and give us a five-star rating. It helps a ton. And we will see you guys on the bonus episode. All right. On behalf of Mike Lee, I am Dave Briscoe, Arnie Bennett, John Breen. Thank you very much. And until next time, I'm Dave Briscoe. See ya on the Outside Edge.